The following audio is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that this recording will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. Like you would, it's freezing cold water as a cool 
if you find yourself in it, do what it takes to get out sick so you can get back to enjoying your family. Job is done. Willing to accept that he's not willing to accept that as he's got his suffering. He agrees that someone is to blame for his suffering, but he insists it's not him, he's innocent. And he says, God might say to him, to God. So I can say, look, someone pushed me in the food, and I didn't deserve it. Jesus to chapter 32 to 37 of the Bible to a man named Elihu. You also introduced Elihu to in Job chapter 32 verses 1 to 5. Listen to how he was described. So these three men seek to answer God and put human righteousness in his own hands. Then Elihu decided to die again to die the family of Lord, burned with anger. He burned with anger with Job because he justified himself rather than justifying God. He burned with anger also with Job's three friends because they had found no answer, although they had declared Job to be in the world. Now, they who had waited to speak to Job because they were older than him. And we know he saw that there was no answer in the mouth of these three men. He said, Here's an Elihu who has been listening to the discussion that's been going on. And he's been making his own assessment of it. He's been unsatisfied with the conclusions of the three men that his friends in Job have all made. So he was thinking to understand Job's suffering from a different angle. He suggests that God can also use affliction and suffering as a tool, a tool to rebuke his people, a tool that will reveal to his people that they have character flaws and they have attitudes. In this way, Elihu also believes that suffering is still directly linked to a person's sin, whether that sin is an obvious accident or if it's an obvious sin. For according to the work of a man who lives a conclusion, and according to his ways, he will make a conclusion. Elihu agrees with the same friends that God governs the world according to a retribution principle. That suffering and affliction are punishment to past evil. And a reward is a terrible as it is to those who are good. But Elihu has more room for exceptions to this rule. He's willing to admit, or maybe suggest, that God will also use suffering to indicate the potential capacity of a person's life. And the two in Job's case, he says in the Bible, and Sarah. His argument is laid out for us in Job chapter 33. But let's start at verse 8. Elihu says, 
surely you have spoken to my ears, and I have heard the sound of your words. And say, I am sure that I have been tempted. I am sure there is no iniquity in me. Behold, he finds a pagan against me. He counts me as his enemy. He puts my feet in the steps and watches all in power. Behold, and if you are not there, I'll answer you to go, I'm sorry, for God is greater than you. Why do you contend against me, saying, Jesus, answer me against you? The first thing that I would do is first. He says that God is a Bible place. So, he goes on to say that God has been speaking to you, God. God has been warning you through your dreams and visions to keep you from getting sad. If you don't read this to the eighteen. So he says, For God speaks in one way and in two. So a man does not perceive it in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on them, while they slumber on their beds. Then he opens the ears of them and terrifies them with dreams, that they may turn, they may turn, that he may turn them aside from his dreams, and he can a pride in them. He keeps back his soul from the sick, his life from person. Because of that, your suffering has increased to the point where you are at risk of dying because of your sin. So that is also the answer to the question. He says, Man is also reduced with pain on his bed and with continuous strife in his bones, so that his life loathes death and his appetite is tempted. His flesh is so wasted away that it cannot be seen. And his bones that were not seen is out. He draws near the pit and he drives the bones to the bed. But then there is still hope for God. There's still the opportunity for God's mercy. If you repent, if there be for him an angel, a mediator, one of the churches, to declare to man what is right to him. And he is merciful to him and says, Deliver him from going down into the pit. I have found a ransom. That his flesh becomes fresh with youth. Let him return to the days of his youthful vigor. And man prays to God. He sees his face with a bright joy, and he restores to man his righteousness. He sees before men and says, I sinned and perverted what was right, and it was not repaid to me. He has redeemed my soul from going down into the pit, and my life shall look upon the light. Behold, God does all these things twice, three times a day. To bring back his soul to the pit, that he may be righteous to the day of judgment. Now he makes sense of Job's suffering by saying, God will give you suffering to warn you and to turn you from 
Jesus is a moralistic view of suffering and death. And it's motivated by the desire to escape from suffering and live in such fairness. And also affects good and evil based purely on human His understanding of good and evil is far bigger and better. Jesus shows us that suffering is something that can be expected and endured here and now. We do that in light of the future more glorious prosperity. Says in Matthew 16, 24 to 27. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Whoever, whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good? Will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? What can everyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will receive the reward of his presence. He says, Lift your eyes. Look to God, look to the future. The Job's advisor says there's a direct link between a person's sin and their suffering. Jesus says, that's impossible. And he's going to have to know that. And Jesus is going to know that. So a man longs to know that. His disciples ask him, Rabbi, who sins? This man on his parents. Neither this man nor his parents did. It can happen so that the work of God might be displayed in them. Jesus knows what it's like to live with suffering. He shows us that we can endure it by being open and honest about it with God. Encourages us to seek the support of others. While trusting that God knows what good, even when He seems silent and unresponsive. We see Jesus do this in Mark 14, 17 36. They went to a place called Bethany, and Jesus said to His disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with Him. And he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep me. Saying the word of Father, he fell to the ground and said, That is possible that our might come. Thank you. Other Father, he said, Everything is possible for you. Take this up from me. Yet not what I do.
whether we are trusting God or The words of the Bible say, get clean. I'm not hearing what I'm hearing about people. I said, hearing God is having a healthy respect for God's definition of good and Healthy respect to God's definition of good and evil enables us to live in suffering because we have a right view of ourselves that is based on the right view of God. But in the case of the world, he knows what it is to suffer. He knows what it is to suffer in the world. He goes to sin, he goes to the world, he can take it. Based your view of God on Jesus. It's a powerful, compassionate, just, and loving suffering. See yourself as Jesus sees you.
you have come and joined us in Lord Jesus, we thank you that you know what it's like to have people turn against you. You know what it's like to Thanks for listening to this audio from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.